Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about conscious uncouplings, you know, and, uh, and Instagram followings. That's right. We're doing Bachelor news and gossip again. We're here with some cool takes on the breakup of recent Bachelorette Katie Thurston and Blake Moynes, some Dumois chatter, of course, and a mildly spoilery consideration of the future Bachelor or two. You've been warned. This is not a completely spoiler-free episode. And as always, we will make sure to differentiate between things that have been like actually reported by a news outlet and things that have just been wildly spread into the ether by Instagram gossip accounts like Dumois. Yeah, Dumois just continues to cause chaos. That's its role. Uh, It is the mischievous puck of the Instagram world and the celebrity world, I guess. Um, That is why we've all embraced it, um, despite all the destruction. Um, But let's start with something that is definitely confirmed, which is that Katie Thurston and Blake Moynes, their long and illustrious engagement has finally come to an end, not due to marriage, but due to them consciously parting ways, mutually, amicably, through a shared Instagram post. I mean... I honestly expected them to last longer. Is that rude? Is that a rude thing to say? I mean, if you'd expected them to last this long, I think that would have been a little bit rude. Like, it hasn't been very long. Their finale aired in August. I know. I was surprised. Once these couples kind of come out of of Bachelor World, I tend to root for them. You know what? The, The strongest predictor of them immediately getting married and having babies is whether I'm not rooting for them. 
um, looking at Ari and Lauren over there, like just they knew that I was rooting for things to really not work out. And so they started a beautiful family right away and are just living their bliss. I know we really had to eat crow over that one. But like genuinely, Katie and Blake seemed like a pretty good match in a lot of ways. Well, minus I was, like the international thing. <laughs> I mean, the international thing is big. And I feel like people have been really downplaying it with Joe and Serena because like, oh, it's not like Kendall. Like Toronto is actually so close to Chicago. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you still have to deal with immigration. Like, I don't really understand. That's a really big deal, <laughs> especially with COVID. It's so I do suspect that that probably p- played a big role in this breakup in addition to the fact that, like, Blake is traveling constantly for work. I I mean, listen, I, I was... I do think they had certain qualities that made them seem like they might be a good match. Like, as we said at the time, like, the fact that Blake was very understanding of Katie throughout her chaotic journey boded well for them in comparison to some of her other suitors. The fact that... They both are super into sex and having sex all the time and seemed really turned on by each other, seemed positive. And I don't know, I was like DMing with someone about this. And I was like, I guess just like really wanting to fuck each other and getting engaged on TV actually isn't enough to sustain a relationship. Like in the long (laughs) term, like I thought, I thought that might be enough. But like, to be fair, if you're both traveling all the time and you're apart, you don't really get the chance to turn doing it every day into the bedrock of your relationship. That is a very fair point. I think with the couples that really work out, we tend to see kind of like an immediate you know, move of some kind, like an immediate step towards making the relationship really solid and daily in the real world. And I just think it's simply hard to sustain a relationship without that. Like, especially with all of the public pressure and all of the chatter about your relationship. Like, in some ways, the fact that any of these couples survive is actually shocking. Yeah, although I will say you can meet in any circumstance and have a long and happy marriage. And so that, I, that, that is what I think we see whenever there is a success. It's like, I guess you can really meet your person anywhere, even The Bachelor. Um, there's a bit of an interesting timeline for this breakup because they were very like publicly together as long as they were together. And then they were oh, very yeah. publicly jointly not together. So sort of the end of their relationship unfolded in this way where they posted matching breakup posts on October 25th. Three days before that, Katie made her stand-up debut um, opening for Whitney Cummings uh, in a live comedy show. And backstage to the press, like, she made some comments that came out in an Us Weekly article that made people think, like, are they really solid? Like, are they really taking We're those like, steps? What is going on here? She said, quote, We're figuring it out. We don't know. This is very new to us still. I'm just focusing on myself. He's focusing on him. And if we work doing that, great. That, like, I love (laughs) focusing on yourself, truly. But, like, you do kind of need to focus on the other person, like, pretty hard 
at the beginning of a relationship. So that does ring a little alarm bell that maybe things are not that maybe they're not at the right time in their life. Honestly, like if you have if you are Katie and Blake and you're like, I have all these opportunities to live life the way I want. And that's my focus and not building a really strong partnership, then like no shame. But like, maybe this is a good time in your life. You did not be engaged. Right, which is clearly the conclusion that they mutually came to. And I do give them credit for just, like, making the call. Because I do think that there is a big pressure, uh, especially on on public couples, to sort of ride it out as long as possible. You know that people are going to feel some sense of either disappointment or, like, smug. Glee. I told you so. Smugly. <laughs> and there have been both of those reactions to this breakup but like eh, once you know i will say this the thing about a short uh, a short-lived relationship breaking up is that like i know that there's a lot of extra bullshit that goes along with that for these people because they made this choice so publicly everyone was supposed to like rally behind their partnership and support them and like to not make it for more than a few months is embarrassing and people like have a lot of takes on that, myself included. But I think from the public's point of view, there's a degree to which, like, if you've only been, like, dating for, like, four months, then, like, how much is there to mourn, you know? Like, I think that we have sometimes, you know, to varying degrees of accuracy, a sense that a short relationship never was really that established. Like, there's less history there to, to be sad about you know, that relationship falling apart. Like, how many of us have dated someone for a couple of months and then broken up? And, like, it wasn't the end of the world, right? But at the same time, like, it really depends on the relationship. Sometimes a really short relationship can be absolutely meaningful and really hard to lose. Yeah, and I mean, look, obviously they put out a coordinated, very PR-like statement Should we read the statement? Sure. I guess we should read the statement. They posted matching posts. I think they used the same, like, black and white filtered, like, publicity photo of themselves as well. Different photos. Different photos. Okay. Different photos, but the same caption. We are so grateful for the moments we shared together and the entire journey that has unfolded this year, but we ultimately have concluded that we are not compatible as life partners, and and it is the most caring choice for both of us to move forward independently. We ask for kindness and privacy as we both navigate this transition. Both of us will forever want the best for one another and ask you to please support us in our decision. What I loved about this, it's very conscious uncoupling. I also loved that so many of, like, I saw so many comments that were just like, oh, beautifully said, Blake, you're such a good guy. (laughs) From people who didn't realize that they had, like, had their PR team, like, write an identical statement for them to share. Like, this is the same as every breakup statement ever <laughs> like in the history of tabloids. Like, this is, this is a, a very solid formula. We respect each other. We want the best. We're moving forward apart. Yes. We continue to move forward in time, but we will no longer be at each other's sides. Our paths are diverging. Um, it's very goop. I love it. I I do think they probably are still on good terms, um, given how this has gone. We've also seen both of them post on 
Instagram since in ways that that suggested that they are coping with some, you know, emotions related to the breakup. So either they're more committed than some uh, Bachelor Nation uh, people about uh, <laughs> presenting a good face through a breakup or, or you know, they're both sad that it's over and they know it was the right decision, but it, but it can still be difficult. Yeah, so Katie posted a video on Instagram um, on Sunday where she sort of spoke a little bit more about what she's going through. I mean, frankly, she didn't say a whole lot, which is also, I think, in line with a breakup that you don't want to create more headlines from. Uh, But it did feel very, to me, in line with Katie's brand. Like, video is where she has traditionally connected with her audience. I think there is an expectation. People have like a burning desire to kind of get as much juice from the breakup as possible. And so she seemed to sort of try to split that difference and like say something, but not really say much specific. There is something that's like, oh, I feel so like guilty. Like I'm like making fun of her breakup announcement and I like want more details and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's gross. But also like this is this is their job. Like, it is their job to kind of present the details of their dating life to the public. It's what they signed up for. Yes. It's what they are offering to us, the viewers. And so I do, like, sometimes bridle at the idea that it's our role to just offer kindness and support during this difficult time. Like, I'm sorry, we were all sold the story of your fairy tale romance. We're allowed to have some takes on how it couldn't stand more than two months out in the world. Yeah, I think it's like, look, they're, the reason that people who go on reality dating shows are famous is their dating lives specifically. You have made a choice to turn your romantic narratives into a commodity. And thus, like, you have a certain level of responsibility to communicate with the people that are following you. Yeah. Or at least to accept that people are going to want the juice. Like, you don't necessarily have to give them the juice, but that's what people want. I'm sorry if you didn't know that's why they were there. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, you know, they seem to recognize that. I mean, it it would be weird (laughs) if they didn't. They're, They're like, absolutely, like, no one has the right to, like, abuse people, but... You're allowed to have questions. You're allowed to have opinions. Yeah. No. We we always draw the line at, at cyberbullying <laughs> and, and harassment. But I think it it is interesting that like both she and Blake in their their social uh, posts hinting at the breakup since it happened make a point to be like we love you or, or I love you, my followers. You're you're the realist. Thanks for getting me through this. Almost like we're not going to give you more details, but like we do love you. Like we love you the Stick most. Stick around. Uh, in her <laughs> IG video, Katie sort of snuggling with Tommy, her cat, and her her main two themes are thank you to all my followers for your support. And also the most important thing is happiness in this world. And if a relationship is not serving your happiness, then you have to just let that relationship go. And like, there are so many reasons people find to stay in a relationship, but all that matters is whether it's making you happy. Um, And then she's like, not that Blake wasn't good for my happiness. 
But, you know, our partnership, the way we were together, like, it just wasn't setting us up for, like, you know, if the first six months of our relationship is like this, are we really set up for, like, a happy future? Which just made me want more details. I was like, Katie, what do you I know. I was like, wait, so exactly in what ways were you incompatible? Exactly in what ways was your relationship not good? Because then it's like you look at Instagram and you're like, wait, four weeks ago you were lovey-dovey. But yeah. Also, we know, A, we know a lot can happen in four weeks. Like, I've certainly had relationships turn from promising to sour over the course of a month. Sure. Or, like, maybe there are things that you think, like, oh, this isn't a big deal. We'll get through it. And then you guys sit and talk. And you're like, maybe it is bad that we're having these specific problems right now. Right. Or, Or even just, like, talking about a vision for the future. And you realize that vision isn't shared. Like, Katie moved to San Diego. Um, Mm -hmm. She seems happy. Blake, again, lives in Canada, travels for work. Like, By the way, everyone is moving to San Diego. Does Katie want to, like, hang out more with Aaron Clancy? Like, what's the deal? Maybe. Why is everyone there? They're like a gravitational center. Yeah, because the, the gravitational center always shifts. Like, for a while, it was Nashville, for a while, it was L.A. Now it's San Diego. Of course. Like, these are just bachelor cities. I'm so sorry. I'm just not keeping <laughs> up with these things. I, what's interesting to me is that I actually think that saying our future vision, our visions for the future aren't aligned is a much easier, like, more almost euphemistic sounding way to present it. So then to instead say the way we are as part, the way we were as partners, that implies something other than differing plans for the future. You were clashing in some right. way. It implies conflict. And I want to know why. What was it? <laughs> I want to know more. Tell us. Tell, tell us. us. She's never probably going to say, well, maybe in like two years she'll write a tell-all book and it will all come out that like Blake uh, was... I don't even have any like secret like theories about Blake because I never think about I have him. Literally, ever. no theories about <laughs> this. I was just like, oh right, they still exist. The thing, the other thing I find interesting is how clearly people uh, are only interested in these people when they're coupled. Mm. Like Katie, very quickly after the breakup, slipped below a million followers. Everyone was just following her to see how she and Blake were doing, I guess. I mean, she still has, like, 995K, so, like, she's doing okay. She's going to be fine. It just is interesting and to me. And she's very that- aware of it, which was one of the moments that stuck out to me most in the video is this little comment she makes at one point. She's She's talking about how going forward, like, the people who follow her – you'll be following my journey. It won't be through the lens of the bachelorette or Blake's fiance, but just me. And she says, for those of you who are still here or something like that. Oh yeah. Like she's straight up being like, if you haven't unfollowed me for, because of I mean, that is the other odd thing about the reality that like these reality stars are, are navigating is that they know that a decision in their personal lives can literally impact their bottom line extremely directly. And of course, look, she still has almost a million followers. She can make a shit ton of money on social media. It's just the drop is immediate. Like, your relevance. That comment suggests to me not that her finances, that her finance, my God, why can't I say finances? Not that her finances, Finances. (laughs) not that her finances are in trouble, (laughs) but that 
she's a little bit hurt, which I get. But, like, there is a little bit of that personal, like, woundedness, which I I can relate to being there and that I think she's betraying here, which is just, like, I can't believe all those fuckers unfollowed me just because I broke up with my... <laughs> stupid ex-fiance who clearly it wasn't going to work out with and it's for the best and why can't they just be happy for me instead they're unfollowing me like thank you to those of you who stayed like it's very <laughs> it feels the almost million <laughs> yeah but not quite it just felt very like um like something you'd say after a much bigger exodus quite honestly like, if you'd done something, like, hor- like horrible and you lost, like, 50% of your following and you're like, to those of you who are still here, I'm so grateful. Like, I hope that I can redeem my... And you're like, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan should have been right. that. Um, So the fact that she said that, I was just like, oh, Katie really is, like, attuned to people, like, deciding they don't want to follow her anymore and, like, the reasons that might happen and it... it I, I felt that. I felt that, Katie. Um, Blake also posted an Instagram that uh, was just a picture of him with his dog. and Man's best friend, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Man's best friend. And he says in his caption, when times are really tough and things just aren't going the way you ho- had hoped, it's always the same, quote, gang that gets you back on your feet feels good to start getting back into the swing of things. But as much as I do lean on my human slash fur fam, with two R's, fur fam at times like this, <laughs> I really do have to acknowledge you all, my new found social family, for all the love, support, encouragement, and even patience over the past week. Cheers to you. Super grateful for real. Hashtag family. Hashtag fur family. Hashtag social fam. Social fam. Social Again, fam. the self-consciousness about keeping the followers around is yeah. incredible. It's like, thank you for bearing with me while I go through a breakup that impacts you not at all. <laughs> Maybe you'll still find me interesting. Oh. Like, please still find me interesting. Again, yeah. I could not. This is just more evidence that I, a fragile person, could not handle the, like, ups and downs of everyone really caring about you oh, and then God. like a bunch of people no longer caring about oh, you. Oh yeah, the, the moment when everyone stops caring about you. Oh God, Brutal. I just made myself feel sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Blake and Katie, clearly not two of the least concerned with their social following people who have ever been on this franchise and they're going through it right now, but I'm confident they're going to come out on top. I just wanted to call out that Bachelor Data, a friend of the pod, wonderful Instagram account, posted a comparison of Bachelor franchise relationship lengths for those relationships that have ended. And they were together for longer than Hannah and Jed, longer than Peter and Hannah Ann, uh, longer than Ari and Becca. And they were together longer than Jason and Melissa. So we're talking mostly about couples that broke up while... The show was still yeah. airing. I was like, this is... <laughs> However, pretty good. And uh, Susanna actually commented on that post that out of the 35 relationships that have ended, that started on the show, they're right in the middle in terms of length, 19th. But that's... I mean, when you look at the grit, it's like a lot of the early seasons, they broke up immediately. Like, the finale would come out and they'd be like, and we broke up already. <laughs> 
I feel like when I first started watching the show, even, it was more expected that people were going to break up, like, basically right after their season. Something that's kind of gone away, I think, because it is embarrassing and because there there are incentives on social to stay together, etc., is something that I think has mostly gone away is coming out of the show, doing after the final rose or whatever, that initial round of press coverage, being together, being like, oh, we're so in love, we're so happy, and then breaking up, like, less than six months later. Because, like, that used to happen more, but most of the recent really short relationships, as we just mentioned, are people, they broke up, like, during the show, and then, like, the finale was partly about that relationship ending. Like, Ari's, like uncut breakup right Right. like they keep like filming the the these breakups and it's like once you come out of that after the final rose being like we're in love and you're like let's make it at least nine months you know that would be great (laughs) and bachelor data did uh did also point out that she she dropped below that million followers so so soon after um but thoughts and prayers with katie she posted today a bouquet of flowers she got from Chris and Alana. Remember them? They're still in love. They are still together. Still together, still in love. (laughs) Uh, Saying, to never let anyone treat her like free salsa because she's the guac. Okay. You're the guac girl. That's that's nice. Not sure what that's implying about Blake. I have some more follow-up questions. But uh, she's not going to answer. She's not here. So should we move on to Rumor I think we should. I think it's time. Let's move on to rumor. Cor- I'm ready to dig into some rumors and just wildly speculate about shit. Yeah, let's be incredibly irresponsible. Um, we gleaned all of these rumors, uh, all two of them, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> all of them. All two of them from Dumois. So take it all with like a, a boulder of salt, a whole salt cave. None of this is truly verified. <laughs> um, but let's start by talking about the next next bachelor we already know that someone has been cast there filming for the upcoming bachelor season we'll discuss that more later but reality steve reported recently that there will be a second bachelor season following this upcoming one which will probably he he speculates although reality steve recently admitted that he had one spoiler based entirely on what he thought the haircut of a picture contestant was. And that contestant was then eliminated before the event transpired. So grain of salt for reality, Steve, as well. Sometimes he's just basing stuff on what he thinks the haircut is. But he says that he believes the Bachelor, the next Bachelor season will be airing during the old Bachelorette slot. And that Bachelorette could possibly be permanently moved to the fall slot where we have seen the Clacia season and Michelle's season air. Does that mean we only get one Bachelorette a year? I'm fine with that, but if that's the case, I would like to have only one Bachelor a year. And, in fact, I would like to go back to the old schedule. Um, They're running me ragged here. I had a lot of ideas for other things to spend time on. (laughs) We deserve some breaks. I suspect... I believe this rumor. Yeah. I think that they want to squeeze as much juice as possible. They used to do two bachelors a year. Um, They did. And I had actually heard that they were considering 
doing two Bachelor seasons uh, this year, like months ago. As much as I prefer Bachelorette, and I know I'm not alone, the numbers aren't typically as strong. Like, we typically would see strongest numbers in the Bachelor franchise for for The Bachelor. So if they're going to film multiple seasons, I'm not surprised that they would want to shift that to The Bachelor side, where they think probably they can get more audience. Yeah, I'm not that surprised either. Although I do think it's, uh, I don't know. It sucks. And it sucks for us. Just another sign of the omnipresent patriarchy that shapes the world we live in. But uh, I do see it happening. So who would that bachelor be? The the sort of spring bachelor, if you will. Ooh, I love the ring of that. <laughs> the spring the bachelor. Spring it, it reminds me of the June bride song in um, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. One of my favorite problematic old musicals. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's make the spring season Seven Brides for Seven Brothers themed. <laughs> I want the ta- I've never seen it, so th- I'm not going to be able to give them any good ideas. But one thought I'm having just based on this conversation is their tagline is like "Spring into love." And then the whole, like, they're constantly just like, we should find you a bride for June. Now I'm just doing Hallmark <laughs> movies. June brides are a big You are well-versed in those. In Hallmark world. Okay. Um, so who could this bachelor be? Here's where we get into Dumois a little bit. Dumois posted a report that a bachelorette contestant with a, quote, big personality who lives in Canada and recently went through a breakup, was in talks. This, does this, I don't know, We have. does it sound like anyone to you? I don't know. Who could it be? Oh, Blake, Blake Oh, the only guy we've talked about on this episode so far. <laughs> it does sound yeah, a lot like him. let's talk about him some more. Would we say his personality is big? His beard is big, it's, but a beard is not there. a personality. His chin is His large. chin is big, but a chin is not a personality. Is a neck a personality? These are all things of his that are big. <laughs> that are large. <laughs> I'm not going to comment further down uh, on his body. I don't know. But <laughs> that was going to kill me. <laughs> I'm dying. But, um, uh, but I don't know that I would say his personality is big per se. Um, I th- I just think it's it's there. It's there. I think it exists. It's I think the personality exists. Is a big personality just a way of saying someone who annoys a lot of people? I think no one is excited about this idea. No, Blake, I'm sure <laughs> is over the moon about this idea. I also will say that I 100% believe that they talked to him, and I 100% believe someone from Blake's camp leaked this to do more. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Is that I don't know if I believe that they are considering him, but I do believe that he wants to be The Bachelor and that it's very easy to see the idea that that's a possibility by having someone email Dumois. Right. I, I also, I again, I believe that they talk to him because from what I know, they talk to everyone. They talk they to a lot of people. They talk to tons of people. Like anyone that's in a, a final four of a season they probably have a conversation with. That doesn't actually mean that they, like, really want that person. Here's what I'm going to say. Not a lot of time has passed. Um, I think that this was posted not that long after their breakup, like a few days. 
after their breakup, maybe. I wonder if this is like Blake reached out to an executive and said, I'd be open. And then they were like, they are considering. So we have a few possible timelines here. Blake, like, slid into the uh, production's DMs, like, as soon as they'd finished typing out their breakup statement and was like, I'm available again. I'd really love to be The Bachelor. Like, let's make this happen. Two, they saw the announcement and they were immediately like, all right, well, he could be an interesting choice. And they reached out to him immediately. Like, sorry about your breakup that happened six hours ago. Um, Or they were in talks before and then Blake was like, I don't think our futures are going to align because I'm hearing that I'd be considered for Bachelor (laughs) if we broke up and like, maybe maybe I should do that. Well, also, like, ABC and production definitely would have known. They would have gotten a heads up if they were heading towards breakup because usually they get a heads up and they suggest timing for when to drop that news. Yeah. So it's also likely that, like, Katie and Blake had been broken up for a bit and then waited, you know, sort of timed with but ABC like when to much, put it out. How much, how long had they been broken up? Because they were posting about each other and talking about each other as if they were it, still together. It couldn't have been long. It really could not have been long. Yeah. But we do know that they often encourage people to wait a little bit. Like, they want you to drop it kind of when there's already news about the new season going on. Because one of you might be the next lead. I don't know. I'm just saying, if Blake was dangled to po- the possibility of Bachelor, do you I think, think he, he would, would drop shit. Katie like a hot potato? Yes, <laughs> yes. I absolutely do. Um, I don't trust Blake as far as I could throw him. I don't either. And I'm just really hoping that, you know, ABC slash WB executives understand that this is not the choice we need. Yeah, sometimes they do float. I, I think this was probably leaked by Blake because I don't think there would be a strong chance of him getting it without some public support. And so I think he might yeah. have been leaking it for that reason. But it could also be a bit of a trial balloon for production because I I fully believe that they change their choice when there is huge backlash that isn't of the nature they were expecting. Also, like, and I'm getting, I'm drawing this from Screen Rant because I missed the Dumois post, uh, but Screen Rant did a little write-up. Quote, the source added that ABC wants his season to fit the Nick Vial mode of a Bachelor Nation regular finishing their journey as the lead. I suspect Nick would bristle at this comparison. (laughs) Nick Nick knows. He's like, I'm unique. They broke the mold when they made me. There's no Nick Vial molds, baby. Like, I'm it. Can you imagine the shame of paving the way for Blake? Blake has none of the even, like, polarizing um, gravitas or appeal that Nick had. That's the thing. Like, Nick... Nick was someone people wanted to talk about. Blake is someone people want to forget. Right. That's the thing. I don't know whether he is, as a person, better or worse than Nick. I know Nick significantly better than I know Blake. And so it would be unfair for me to draw conclusions about that. But what I do know is sure. I when I knew the same amount about Nick that I know about Blake, I felt like I knew Nick better as a, as a person based on his on-screen presence. I felt like I could have real opinions about him. He had that 
that interest factor for whatever reason that like Blake is just for whatever reason lacking. I I don't want to know more about him. I don't want to argue about I I hesitate to ever <laughs> even get into care. like a I never really wanted to talk about like oh are Blake and Katie going to make it is Blake right for it cuz I was like I just don't really want to talk about Blake. Like I don't care. Kind of done. <laughs> yeah, like he's had enough. And, and again, this isn't like I don't hate him. I'm just kind of Eh, it didn't okay that's the thing if i hated him i would love to talk about how much i hated him and i don't i'm just kind of like blake ah you know i i got nothing like and yet somehow we've managed to talk about him for like 40 minutes already and if you're gonna do the nick vile thing here's what (laughs) nick had sorry i'm like i i always come back to my original place for starting this podcast which is defending nick um the thing about nick is that he had to like he had to gut it out on Paradise to get his redemption arc enough to he come back. He also had to be brutally lead. rejected twice. Yeah, I don't see he could he could come he could make the little jokes. It's like, oh, we you know, I I'm the only Bachelor contestant to ever be like dumped twice or whatever, two time runner up. And, like, what's Blake's thing? Like, I kept trying to date a bachelorette, and then I finally got engaged to one, and then we mutually broke up. Like, th- Also, I'm sorry. His breakups with Claire and Tasha did not hold a lot of emotional weight. Yes. No. Absolutely. Like, no one cares, because he and Claire never, like, really had anything. And you know what? He... he this is the problem. Like when I try when I try to talk about Blake, it's just like the words turn into mush. I'm like, I have no opinions <laughs> to express about him. Should we move on? Because I want to speculate about who else The Bachelor could be, uh, if it is hopefully and and blessedly not Blake Moore. Yes, let's talk about someone else. I have a theory that Michael is still on the table. I would love that. I th- That's just, like, what I really want. I yeah. really want a Michael season. I could definitely see them doing it because I think that he probably needed some time after Katie's season. I think that he also might need time just for the logistical purpose of, like, can they figure out a way to do it with his son there? And, like, if they start taping in February which I think is what is being brooded about. Like, perhaps James will have been able to be vaccinated by then. Like, there there might be a very different situation in the world that would make more types of filming possible than perhaps they've had for the past few seasons. I don't know. I would love to think that some things have changed by February that they could make a Michael season happen. Yeah, I had heard from a couple people that he needed more time, that he wasn't ready to head right back into Bachelor World. I also have heard um, from someone that, like, they were working on trying to convince him. So I, I do really believe that it's still on the table. I don't think it's – I think he could still just be like, no, this isn't for me. I think they would have to really – Make it work for him and his family, which makes sense to me. And I just, I think it would be so great for us, but um, of course want him to do whatever is best for him and and James. I have another thought, which is, what if we got someone else from Michelle's season? We know that they cast a Bachelor from Michelle's season. A, like... Why not another? A purported fan, like a future fan. 
future cast fan fave. Like, we never got to have a fan fave to anoint as a Bachelor contender. I want that for us. I want us to be able to watch this season and be like, oh, what if Nate doesn't end up with Michelle and his journey continues to go smoothly? Why not have the tallest ever? I mean, he's hot. I would be down. I also will say, I'm just like a Romeo stan. (laughs) I like have no idea how far he's going to make it. But he's just, he's really cute. He has good glasses. He's going to have to start popping more on on screen <laughs> for me. Like, I know he's I working know. with a lot of of backstory. This and- is just a, a, this is a Bachelor season specifically tailored to my personal taste <laughs> that I'm envisioning. I'm trying to think who else would be good. Like, Rodney, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Brandon's just really Brandon's young. young. He, and Which is he also my, my issue with Andrew. Yeah, although I would love to see Andrew do it. Me too. I don't know. Andrew would have to promise me to to retire his accents. But I'd still like it. I'd still like him a lot as Bachelor. Yeah, I gotta go back to Mike Johnson, who, I'm sorry, he's right there. Like, he's still, like, posting video content on social about how he's looking for a girlfriend. Get Mike Johnson a girlfriend on The Bachelor. 2022 also like he's doing he's doing a bachelor nation podcast he's solidly under the umbrella he's under contract already like come on at this point my only the only saving grace i can see for abc is that he for whatever reason has decided he doesn't want to do it and he's repeatedly turning them down because otherwise like what's going on what are you doing he's yeah i i'd say my top two choices are Mike Johnson and Michael Atlio. Bring us a Bachelor Michael. That's yeah, all we want. Exactly. <laughs> That's what the people want. That's what we want. We are the people. Watch <sighs> them find like a terrible Mike from Bachelor history to cast just to troll us. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with some more wild speculation. Can you keep up? I like This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about 
is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather. 
front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back, and it's time to discuss another Dumois rumor. This time about a certain gentleman in San Diego. Yeah, I <laughs> I wonder if you guys can guess who it is. So this was posted a couple days ago on Dumois, and it, it says, it purports to be about a, quote, San Diego-based BIP fave who is loved for calling people out on their bad behavior and left with his homeboy at the end of the show. A lot of people that could be. Uh, leaves it pretty open-ended. Um, but we're guessing <laughs> that it's probably Aaron Clancy. Uh, I pers- yes. Not a fave of mine. I Aaron has actually lived I'm in this. I'm confused about how he's... I, I don't know that I would necessarily qualify him as a fave, but but it, look, it's obviously this is either him or James. It's obviously him, so, though, because... So obviously him. Yeah, because James is is a sidekick to the calling people out yeah. thing. That's not James's identity. That's not James's like main personality. Yeah. James is like I'm wearing the calling people out on their bad behavior jersey because it's my bestie's favorite thing, favorite team. Exactly. And like I'm a supportive partner. So like I'm going to go to all the games of calling people out on their bad behavior, but it's not like my passion. Um and so it's it's I feel like it's got to be Aaron. The fave thing is interesting to me because I think Aaron was very divisive 
but I do think he got kind of a friendly edit. Like, I, I know a lot of people, including us, like, did not care for Aaron, didn't love his whole shtick of calling people out, and thought that he got away with some pretty bad behavior on the show himself by virtue of being like, I'm the cop uh, who calls other people out, and like, I never do anything bad. But I don't, I think part of, part of the frustration of Aaron was always like, why is he being treated as a reliable character witness here? Like, he's always being presented by the show as like a straightforward character. And it helps that he's funny. Like, he's definitely funny. I can recognize that. But I think it covered yeah. up for a lot of sins. <laughs> yeah, he he's funny, but and he can also be quite a dick, yeah. which um, sort of is in line with this rumor. Yeah. Oh, this rumor. <laughs> this ru- I'm so conflicted about this because this rumor is so. It could be wildly shocking. Untrue. Like it could be wildly untrue, but it's so fully preface this. Oh yeah, it's so tempting to be like, I bet it's true because he seems like the type. Because I don't like him. There is no reason to believe this is. There's literally no true. evidence. There's of this. no evidence. Of so this. we we just want to preface this discussion with the fact that there is no evidence. We are not saying that this is true. Yeah. Um. And you know we know that sometimes people do just like hate people who are on the show and try to spread rumors about them. For example, yeah, it actually Jenna. unfortunately happens. Yeah, it happens kind of frequently. So we have to. I I would hate for anyone to take this seriously, but um, it's out there. It's being posted by Bachelor Twitters, and it's out on the Dumois Averse. And basically, the post accuses him of in the year prior to going on the Bachelorette of having a live-in girlfriend, a girlfriend who he cohabited with while having a full-fledged relationship with another girl who lived on the same street. <laughs> that part is so wild Just bold. to me. Just bold. Like, how <laughs> difficult would it be to, to keep that up for months and to, like, never get caught on the street where you live, like, engaging in PDA or, like, domestic behaviors with your other girlfriend? You're always taking your other girlfriend to the restaurant that, that you and your main girlfriend always go to deeply confusing they apparently lived on the like according to this rumor they lived on the same street it's called shitting where you eat Ni- neither of them knew about the other so they both believed they were the main girlfriend allegedly yes. took them out in public the whole deal that is like how could that last i just don't honestly just more play- than like a week it doesn't make sense <laughs> logistically the more i think about this the more i'm like it just it logistically can't be true like i I, this theory of the case is not holding up i guess it's possible crazier things have happened um the poster then says quote he bought my best friend presents and was with her constantly so i assume the best friend is one of the girlfriends my understanding is that his best that is that her best friend was the other girlfriend was the second girlfriend. Oh, the second because girlfriend. Because she it says she found out, she reached out and told his other girlfriend and she moved out. So her the woman who wrote in is alleging that her friend was unwittingly his side piece as it were. Right. And she says this all went down 5 months before he showed up on the bachelorette. And to that I say maybe uh 
you know. And also, maybe. like, you're allowed to be, I mean, frankly, you're allowed to be a huge dick. I don't have to like relationships it. and then go on a dating show. Like, yeah. It's, <laughs> this, like, know. here's the thing. This is, this would be objectively very bad behavior. This um, is bad. Yes. This is a, if, this rumor is, it's very bad. It's very behavior. bad. I don't Obviously, support it. Don't do that to people you date. <laughs> The thing that I do know about Aaron is that I did not like how he acted on the show. I I saw someone, you know, posting like some bachelor Twitter or something posting like, oh, we if only we had Aaron right now to deal with this Jamie situation. And I'm like, what what do you mean? Like everything Aaron whenever Aaron handled drama like this, it was so messy and aggro and just like got worse and worse and instead no thank you i'm sorry we had nate here who handled it extremely calmly and dare i say professionally and now the problem is gone so and watch you know watch me eat my words when nate turns out to be aaron 2.0 but like we have not seen any evidence of that though and episode one aaron was getting a guy dumped from the house after having, like, an extremely hostile one-on-one confrontation with him, based on some shit that we never verified, like, have yet to really grasp whether Cody actually did anything wrong ever. Oh, yeah. God, I'd almost forgotten about that. And Aaron's been in so many conflicts, I can't can't retain (laughs) memories of all of them. And now Thomas is thriving and, like, you know, shepherding Becca to her best life. And we're still supposed to be believing that Aaron is like gospel truth. I don't know. I'm skeptical. But we don't know that this rumor is true. Just something, just something we saw on Instagram. Um, I think that brings us to the end of Rumor Corner for this week. I think so, unfortunately. Yeah, some sometimes Dumois rumors are very quickly confirmed with with uh, telling tags on Instagram photos, but uh, we did get no more evidence on this one. Look, not every yeah, not every rumor can be as juicy and delightful as the Claire Abigail Dale situation yeah that that just like exploded. We soldier on, we soldier on anyway, <laughs> and I think it's time. For us to talk about the immediate next Bachelor, Clayton. This is your little spoiler alert. If you have somehow not found out who the next Bachelor is, leave this podcast now. That's what we're going to be talking about the rest of the time. Uh, For the rest of you who sometimes see headlines in major mainstream entertainment publications, we're going to be talking about Clayton. Clayton is already taping the next Bachelor season, although we are just getting to know him on Michelle's season. And so obviously... not really. Not really. That's that's the topic. (laughs) Like, obviously, we're just, like, unable to look away from Clayton at Clayton's Bachelorhood. Like, that is the other character in the house right now. It's like, this guy's the Bachelor. Like, what are they doing with him on the show? And we... Don't really talk about it on our recaps because we do want to be as safe a space as possible for spoilers, but we do very much need to talk about how he's being edited. Yes. I mean, 
here's the thing. Clayton has not been a very prominent character thus far in the season. I assume he will become more of one if he was present enough for them to think he'd make a great bachelor. Like, I have to assume he makes it to hometowns. But as of now, we've gotten almost nothing from him. Yeah, what have we gotten? We've gotten... So he got the... I'm so nervous to get out of the limo because I'm just a I'm just a sweet normal guy and I, I'm, Michelle's so great and I'm so excited to meet her. That was his entrance. Uh, yeah, I'm coming up. I'm coming up pretty blank. We, you know, he's present on some of the group dates and at cocktail parties. He got a little bit in the mix of the Peter and Will situation. Uh, because he was on the group date where Peter threw Will's bomber jacket into the pool. And at one point, Clayton's like, hey, Peter, you you threw Will's jacket in the pool, man. So. Yeah, like, Clayton seems pretty <laughs> chill overall. A little, he seems sweet. He hasn't done anything we bad just, yet. Again, he hasn't done, he hasn't done much of anything. He had a cute little moment with Michelle where, they spun around together, right. which clearly uh, the official Bachelor channels are really trying to make a thing because they like clipped this moment and made a whole grid post about it. They're trying to make us like him. I, I don't dislike him. I just feel no connection to him as of now. And I really, I do really hope that that will change because we're going to be with him for an extended amount of time. Yeah, this is a risky, risky new situation they've put themselves in because the upside is potentially major, which is we end the season, everyone loves Clayton and wants to see his journey to find love. And oh, look at that. It's going to start airing in two weeks. You know, that's that's nice. There's no time to forget that you want to see Clayton's journey to find love. But the downside is that Right now, we're watching him, and we're like, this guy? Like, because normally... Yeah, we're, like, searching for signs. Right. Like, okay, where's the personality? <laughs> Do something awesome. And and we're scrutinizing him in a way yeah. that we wouldn't be if we were just, like, watching it normally and didn't know. Yeah, normally you would just let yourself slowly fall in love with Clayton. I don't know. Maybe he'll turn out to be really great later. And And the show doesn't have to try to hasten that moment by making him seem likable by clipping a throwaway moment and making it a grid post, which just feels a little bit like, why are you cramming Clayton down my throat, ABC? Like, my God, like it was a fine moment, but not one that really stood out to me. Um, And like, it leads me to have conclusions about him a bit prematurely. Like, Right. I'm just like, I'm just bored. I'm like, is this my primary association with the next Bachelor that he's boring? Like, they're trying to use him as a narrator, I think, to amp up his screen time. So he's getting more of the kind of talking head interview moments where he'll say like, oh, I really hope this doesn't escalate because I really want to have time with Michelle during the cocktail party. And... That's it. That's it. And it's like, (laughs) you know, that's one way to beef up someone's screen time if they're not involved in anything just yet. But, like, 
I don't need to hear that from Clayton. He's not an interesting narrator thus far. (laughs) Right. I mean, frankly, there's a reason that we often get narrators that are more of side characters that either are just like really skilled at narrating a scene colorfully or are kind of shady and make good jokes. Like those are the, Mm -hmm. it's like there's a reason that like the tanners of the world are slotted into narrator role, but they are not in the romantic lead role. And they're not always my favorite people. I think Aaron is actually a great narrator. That's, that's why he he does have a big following in addition to being like definitely very hot and like has an incredibly white smile. He's a great narrator. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're like a worthy person. If Clayton were a great narrator, that wouldn't necessarily mean he'd be the best next bachelor, but it does now make me irritable whenever I watch like three little ITMs with him in a row that are completely unnecessary. <laughs> I'm like, leave me alone with the Clayton thing, ABC. Like, it'll happen when it happens. I know. I wish they would kind of just let it happen. They must be getting so much mixed reaction because people will immediately be like, this guy, like, we're not even seeing him and he's going to be the next Bachelor. And then conversely, people like us are going to be like, stop showing us Clayton unless you really mean it. You know, <laughs> that look, they're they're they they're in a tough position. I, they put um, themselves here, and I don't feel bad for they them. They did it to themselves. But... I do not feel bad either. <laughs> I am still hopeful. I'm like maybe I will learn to love him. Maybe he. Yeah, it's hard for me to get excited about someone from Clayton's like mold of like. We, which are such a long history in the Bachelor world. I agree. It does. It does very, very much read as the ultimate safe choice. Yeah, especially when you couple that with the choice of Jesse Palmer as host, and it's like, oh, is this just a really cynical ploy to appease a conservative white audience? Yes. And that is what depresses me about it. Less that, like, Clayton himself is is bad in any yeah. way. Maybe he's wonderful. I don't think but... he's I – I haven't seen any sign that he's a no. bad person except that he uh, compared his family to a fraternity. That's that's the one red flag I've gotten from, Colt, uh, from Clayton. Oh, my God. That's going to happen a lot, too, calling him Colton by accident. But the fact that he and Jesse Palmer look so similar to me is, like, such – a hilarious sign of just what the bachelor franchise considers to be the basics, like the safe foundational basics that they can get back to after a time of turmoil, slipping ratings, like a lot of change. They're like, we need a rectangular headed man in every role, a rectangular headed white man with a red face in Every single slot we can put one in. Preferably, he will have played football professionally. Yeah. That's what... And that's doable for them. (laughs) That's what the ladies want. And, like, yeah, I do think it's probably going to prove to be a safe choice for them, which... (sighs) Bums me out. I mean, Matt James' season was a mess, but that wasn't, I think, Matt's fault. I think he was poorly cast i think he was unsupported i think the production was a disaster for that season um he and rachel are 
happy now, but I question whether she should have been cast. Like, there just, like, were so many issues with that season. And then for them to be like, well, obviously the problem was that he wasn't a rectangular-headed white man named, like, something in is depressing. And we'll see what what direction they go in for the spring bachelor, I suppose. But... I'm hoping he turns out to be a real sweetheart. Certainly, I enjoyed Sean as Bachelor. Like, maybe he could be a good egg, but it's just... It bodes... It, it like, at least makes me feel good that he seems very into Michelle. Yeah. Like, I'm... And I, and I knew he would be because I don't think they would cast someone who was clearly just there for the ride to be the next bachelor like he had to do enough of those classic things that they felt safe yeah is really in love with the lead and like gets his heart kind of broken but he'll be okay sort of thing Uh, we'll see yeah this is this is a man who's gonna be like sent home right after hometowns that's just the vibe i'm getting yeah he's gonna have a chance to like sit down with his rectangular headed parents and his rectangular headed brothers and be like like, sweet this is it teacher mom she's the one and yeah and everyone's gonna tear up and then two days later he'll be like i'm coming home (laughs) (laughs) i'm coming home and i'm actually going right into filming again (laughs) Woo! oh clayton uh, looking forward to learning more about him and the weeks to come. And I think that brings us to the end of our, our, sh- our short list of bachelor news and gossip that I could, I could continue to talk about for quite some time, but I think we've got to wrap it up. And so on that note, that's it for love to see it with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, help spread the word about our show, especially to your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clareandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos. We might even feature you in an upcoming mailbag. You can also find us on Twitter at lovetoseeitpod and Instagram at clareandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter on Substack at clarenemma.substack.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Clary Fallon. And I'm at Emily Rose. We'll be back next week to recap the next episode of Michelle's Journey. Stitcher. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.